Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. It'd be uh, interesting to see if people's general... Um, what's the way to put it? I wonder if people will think about it differently, obviously, given the fact that it's just not been a part of anyone's lives for a few months. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they think about it differently when they do go back out, if they kind of appreciate it more, if they see it in a different light. And then on top of that, as you were saying, the fact that the kind of biggest look into the sort of like bartending and spirits world recently has been you know, activations such as, you know, what, what you've been doing with these videos and such. So people might almost be coming back into bars feeling that they've got a little bit more insight. They might be have a bit more confidence to, to pick something out to try or, or even yeah. just be a bit more adventurous, you know, I think that'd Hopefully. be Absolutely. a healthy thing. You know, and again, you know, walking into a bar and a bartender say, oh, you know, I've been watching or I've been tasting this brand or I've been watching this brand. Have you got anything like it or whatever? You know, if we can get more, which actually a metre or two metres apart, it's been quite hard to get a conversation going. I appreciate it. But, um, you know, if, if we can get people walking into venues with that sort of mindset, then winner, winner, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Within Spice Rum, is there, this might be a bit of a controversial one. You don't have to answer if you don't want, but do you think there are any, like, specific no-nos like absolutely do nots that you, you do see in the, in the industry in the moment that kind of maybe hinder or would hinder the progress of something like black tears coming to fruition so what i mean by that is like kind of like with the gin thing you know it started off a few people wanting to make a quick book with some flavored and some funky stuff you know um and then obviously over time more people started delving into it and then before you know it the market's really really saturated and i'm sure there probably are some quite high quality flavored gins out there but it's one of those things where because there are so many bad examples there are certain people that maybe aren't just even willing to try it full stop uh, and same with this i feel like with spice rum a lot of people might just i know what we've been saying before it's maybe like a bit ignorant to do so but some people might just shut it down without even bother bothering to try so i might see something like black tears spiced and hear that there's coffee and cacao and things like that in it and they'll instantly just think it's not natural it's something artificial that's in there and it's it's just not good quality the flavors are there to mask you know a poor quality base spirit and i'm just not going to bother so is there, is there anything happening within the category that you think could maybe be changed by people to sort of like change some of these preconceptions of the category yeah i mean i mean the first thing from that i mean you, you can never force people to try anything uh, unfortunately and you know again when when we do like run festivals and you know, when you're face to face with people and you know you get it all the time and I'm not nah I don't, I don't drink that uh, the worst one for it is white rum right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you know the, the, the brands that I've managed and worked with over the years uh, we've had quite a few very good quality white rums okay so you'll have your range in front of you it might be white spiced aged pre uh, super aged or whatever right uh, and people come up and go I want to try that one because it's got a number on the bottle Right, and you're like, no, 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 no. To do that, you need to start at this end, right? And we'll do the whole journey. I don't drink that. I don't drink white rum. Why? I just don't. Well, it's not good enough. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to try it to make your mind up and your opinion of it. Um, Don't get me wrong. If you don't like it, you don't like it. There's there's nothing. You're not going to please everyone. I keep going back to that, but you're not going to please everyone. But you can't have an opinion on something you don't know anything about. You know, like I said before, you know, you can't not like something you've never tried it, right? You can't do that. Um, so if you're not into spice rum, fine, just fine is where it is, but you can't dismiss it for, for what it is, right? It's the biggest and fastest growing rum category for the last seven years, right? It's not going anywhere. If anything, it's helping everybody else along, okay? Because it's bringing the word rum and the category as a whole of rum to the forefront, right? So at some point, everybody will get a piece of this pie, absolutely. Um, in terms of people, producers, brands, or, or whatever, it's just honesty and transparency. You know, just just be honest about stuff. Don't don't lie about whatever it is. Don't try and fool people or whatever, because you'll get found out, right? And if, if someone comes up to you and proves you wrong about your product or what your message is, then you're going to look a right muppet, right? You know, with the internet and with the power of social media and stuff now, you can't get away with very much these days, you know? Now, again, this, the sad reality is that there is some 
brands appearing on the market, which are colours I'm sure haven't actually just even been invented yet, um, with all sorts of stuff going off in there. Um, and there's a three-letter word on the bottle, which is going to draw people in, right? Um, now, just because it says rum on the bottle, you know, and again, I'll go back to what I said before, look on the bottle, look on the front label of every spiced rum bottle, right? And every single label will be slightly different in wording, whether it's a rum-based spirit drink or a Caribbean spirit based on rum or whatever, right? There'll be something somewhere about how it's worded because legally and technically you can't call it a straight rum, okay? Some brands are pretty clever and they put the word rum into their brand name, right? So it doesn't actually, it doesn't read as if it's saying it's a rum, but when you look at a label, the word rum stands out. Right, but it's actually part of the, the, the company name. Um, so yeah, there's loads of tricks that people are using. Um, but you know, the, the sad reality is there's going to be some dreadful stuff to come. There's no getting away from it, right? But it's not aimed at me. I won't be seeking it out. Um, yeah, and I, I won't be tasting it. You know, when it's pumped full of artificial this, that, and the other, that's not that's not a product that I, I would ever would ever go for so yeah is there anything out there obviously short of what you represent right now what you've you know other than companies that you've worked for in the past is there anything out there in the rum world that you really enjoy do you find yourself going back to a certain product or is there anything exciting and interesting that you've you've tasted or seen oh wow do i go back uh i guess my i reckon well actually can't get it now but my safe, my, my comfort blanket, I guess, would have been um, probably Puss's 15, the short, yeah. the original, original. Uh, sadly, that, that's long gone now. Um, we've got some in Smugglers if you want some. Yeah, we do. We've I think we've got some. like a tiny bit left. Man, that, <laughs> that ran out three, four years ago, maybe? Honestly, I do like yeah, the... Uh, yeah, produced it. I do like the new one as well. It's delicious. The new one's really good. Uh, I, actually, I actually think I prefer it. It's a little bit more grown up. Do you know what I mean? I think I do prefer it. Um, in terms of rums now, oh man, I don't think I do ever really sort of gravitate towards one. Maybe a, a specific style. Um, I'm not. A, I'm not drawn in by number or or anything like that. Um, but um, dipping my toe into agricoles as well at the minute. Um, nice. they're not they're not sippers really um but um yeah i'm dipping my toe into a few of those right now which are, which are proving good but you know i'm i'm probably more privileged now obviously having uh black tears tied in with a skylark spirits portfolio which is nothing mm-hmm. but rum um and bless them like jazz every now and again it'll just keep sending me like little bottle try that try that try this um so yeah i mean one of the, one of the best ones i've tried recently is um dr bird um which wow i mean it's just unbelievable um you mentioned earlier uh jack about the sbs as well uh single barrel selections like some of them stuff some of that's crazy good um uh, it's is yeah, it's fantastic. Um, you know, and to, every now and again, you just get this little package in the purse of like some little little bottles of rum in it, and you're like, <laughs> um So yeah, I think there's a lot of rum producers now, and, and like what we're classing, I guess, is to coin the, a wine phrase, but like new world, new world rum. Um, so from countries that you may not have expected it. Um, so you know, there's some great stuff coming out of new new countries, um, Americas, uh, you know, North America, and stuff like that. Um, Asia as well, Australia, producing some really good stuff. Um, so there's some exciting stuff coming. Is there any spiced rums in particular you've tried before that you're a fan of? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, again, when back in my Pusses days, uh, Pusses rum had a spiced, um, mm-hmm. you know, which which I thought was brilliant. Uh, it was dry, it was different, you know, but at the time, I think it was just too different. To be honest, people, it was a very much the marmite of rum, let alone spice rum, um, because it was so different. Um, I think Chairman's is always a great bet. Uh, Chairman's spice is really, really good. Um, so I keep looking because that's where my rums are. <laughs> uh, you know, you've got 
um, you know, for, for a slightly sweeter edge as well, you know, something like, and I know I used to work with them as well, but Bayou Spice is really good. Um, they, that's a 40% rum as well, which really helps. And that's a, a pot still as well, uh, rather than column, most are all column. Um, Bayou, Bayou's a pot. Um, yeah, I tend to go for stuff that you, you probably don't get in a supermarket. And I'd look at the producer and, and also geography first as well. Um, if it just says, you know, products of the Caribbean. Questionable. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll probably leave that one for now. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, if a, if a bottle can tell you where it's from and who by, very clearly, then that's a good place to start because they're, they're proud of it. And it's, certainly if it's a brand that you know of, um, you know, that you thought, oh, all of a sudden they'd be making a spice room. You know, again, they, they, they've actually put a lot of time, effort, energy research and all the rest of it into that. Um, so, yeah, I think for me it'd be producer and geography are the two things that I would look for first. And if they're clear, that's a good place to start. Yeah, definitely. I know, like, um, we tend to uh, – we certainly look at uh, where stuff's coming from usually. Um as a good gauge of uh, of what we're what we're going to enjoy to drink, I think you know. Yeah, like, but even even blend stuff, they should still still tell you where it's blended from. You know, a, yeah. a blend of Caribbean rum. <laughs> right. Thanks. Anything else? Like no. It's like you should still know where it's from. Yeah, definitely. You, um, and you're fine with that, actually. To be honest, if it's a blend of Caribbean rum. Most times, it's a, a, a blended bulk distillate. So it's probably actually been produced, for example, over here. Um, so you know, you've got the main rum company just just down the road from you guys, actually. Um, or you've got here um, over in, in Europe, or you know, and you can buy you can buy a, a blended distillate. You yeah, no idea what is in it or whatever, but when when you're going to pump it full of whatever it is, you're going to pump it full of. Who cares? Sad reality, isn't it? Unfortunately, yeah. You know. <laughs> we'll stick a load of uh, vanilla in there and uh <laughs> and everything else, yeah. <laughs> the thing, you know, black tears is no sugars, no flavourings, no sugars, no sweetness at all, there's no vanilla in it at all. None. <clears throat> that's that's quite refreshing to hear because you know it's kind of a, seems to be like the uh go to kind of spiced rum spice almost is it's just vanilla usually isn't it yeah which is just overly sweet you yeah. know what I mean? you you go for a for a curry and you order a vindaloon it comes out tasting a mango you're gonna send it back <laughs> that that's, that's not what you've ordered um uh, you know if you order a, a spice rum which should be spiced then unless it's heavily labeled that this contains a, a, a whole world of whatever it is it even in vanilla you know chances are that's a vanilla extract uh, or a vanilla syrup, um, you know, if, if it's quite oily and quite uh, viscous, then it's not natural vanilla. It's a, it's, a, it's a liquid that they've put in that tastes of vanilla, which is why it ends up being quite oily and uh, it'll coat the mouth quite a lot. So you're hoping for this then once kind of some of the bars reopen, you're hoping to almost do a little bit of a tour around and kind of like get bartenders trained up a little bit on ways in which to utilise the product? Yeah, there's an element. Um, yeah, there is an element of picking up where we left off. Absolutely, um, you know. So, current stockists, priority number one, to make sure that, as harsh as this may sound, is that, that they're all still there. You know, it's we spent a lot of time targeting independents um, mm. or independents. You know, and you know, a lot of them obviously they're not at work anymore, so they've, they've, they've ditched it, and now they're starting to go back into clean the dust off and you know maybe give it a lick of paint or whatever so we we started to make some some way in in finding out who's ready to open and who's not um i think the harsh reality will be that you know not not everyone is going to come through this unfortunately um not not from from the venues that we've been targeting um so there's there's an element of picking up where we left off but also being super mindful that it's actually quite a sensitive time as well you know it isn't business as usual. It's not normal normality again. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot happened and a lot still to happen. You know, we're not going to be 
you know, you open your doors on the 4th, I'm not going to be knocking on your door on Monday the 6th going, right, guys, come on, new menu, yeah, woo! Because that's the last thing you want, right? Um, and, and rightly so, you know. Uh, you know, Andy, we mentioned it earlier, you know, you're allowed so many people in your venue now, right? That, that's it, because you, you're at a reduced occupancy and all the rest of it. So you only allow so many people in. And, you know, people like me are going to come swanning in. Well, I'm taking up a potential paying customer's spot. Do you know what I mean? So, like, hang on a minute. No, get out. <laughs> you know, it's like it's going to be it's going to be tricky to to learn how and when we can go and see people. Yeah. Um, and also, what stage discussions people are going to be at? You know, and you know, we were doing really well. Um, it's kind of a double-edged sword. We were doing really well before lockdown. You know, great progress. Um, distribution was going up, sales were going up, usage was going up, um, and then obviously it all stopped. But what that means is, and you guys will know this, you know, you know, you're sat on stock already. You know, you're not, you're not going to bring in new stuff or you're not going to be ordering maybe for, for a while if you don't need it. You know, run down what you have, make the money out of what you've got before you have to, re, you know, spend it again. So it's, it's going to be tricky when people do reopen. And, you know, we've had, we've had chats internally at Skylark and the Island Rum Company about how we can be mindful on, on how we approach people. Um, you know, the last thing I want is, is, is to upset anyone more than the upset they've already been through. Um, so, you know, priority number one is finding out who's, who's survived and who's, who is reopening the doors. Out of those people, where are we currently listed? And that's where we start. You know, and then once the dust settles a little bit and people are a little bit more open again and, you know, more people going out, then absolutely we'll st- still always look for new opportunities. Um, but we're not, we're not going to be as... as uh, Aggressive is probably not the right word, but you know we're not. It's not as as important as such now. It's it's support those that is, that are, that are reopening and that, and they've got the product already. Yeah, yeah. Are you planning on being a fixture if things still go ahead? Um, at some of the events, you know, like some of the big things in the rum calendar for the year. So, like Manchester Rum Fest, potentially London. Uh, it, will will you be there? And is it will it be like in the form of just Black Tears, or is it like Skylark or the island company is like as a whole? Yeah, de- well, the plan is, yeah. At the moment, we know of the rescheduled date for Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's also going ahead. That's more of a Skylark thing of which Black Tears has its own bar and its own setup. So, that would be quite cool. Uh, we've got La Progressiva there for that one as well. London, we assume at the moment it's still going ahead. We don't know what format um, and what have you. Um, and also, we, we don't know yet if if the ones that haven't gone ahead if they're gonna you know i mean it's potentially gonna be a really busy end to the year <laughs> um mm. if, if everyone sort of reschedules everything to the end of the year uh or certainly sort of q3 q4 it's potentially gonna be really busy um but then because there's been so many online tastings and forums and you know we've been doing a lot of zoom tastings with skylark spirits you know we'll send out packs to people's houses and we do yeah, zoom tastings that's one thing I've noticed is like a format that's really, really interesting. It's been quite nice to see. Unfortunately, we've not partaken in any just because we've kind of been doing some of our own things. But um, I really like the idea of, you know, buying a kind of little set rather than limiting you know yourself to buying one bottle of something. You get to taste a vast array of different things. But then on top of that, it's almost coming accompanied with a little bit of that customer experience side of things where it gains you access into a, a little Zoom thing where you can meet other people and it just kind of doesn't feel quite so isolated does it I guess when you it's kind of just opening up a little bit of dialogue and you can drink along with some people you know albeit you know virtually but it's better than uh just getting yourself one bottle of something and being stuck alone with it (laughs) yeah yeah but you know what they've actually been really good and really interesting you go to a rum festival you're surrounded by a load of people chances are most of them are hammered chances are some of them are dressed as pirates um you know, and it can be, sometimes it's not an enjoyable experience. Do you know mm. what I mean? Whereas these, you're in your own home with whoever it is you want to be. Um, you're drinking rum. And from a brand's point of view, we've got people in, in Denmark, in Amsterdam, in, in, um, in Canada, um, oh, wow. in Paris. You know, these people are behind the brand. They, they make it, they manufacture it, they produce it, whatever. They don't have to go anywhere. So they can still educate people. You know, there's no air, fa- air, f- air fares, there's no accommodation, there's no expense. Right, just sit here on Zoom for an hour, you know. Uh, yeah. And Skylark were pretty much one of the first to do it. They've nailed the format. 
they did a European one um, a few months ago. There's another one coming up in August uh, where 420 tickets, uh, you get 26, I think, 26 rums um, in, your, in, your, in your pack. You get a okay. full timetable. Uh, so it's split over three Zoom rooms. Um, you get a full timetable of what room to have, where, when, and how. It's half an hour on, half an hour off, half an hour on, half an hour off. So you get a constant break. Um, okay. About just drink, 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 drink. Um, you also get a cocktail pack as well. Um, so rum, lime juice, lemon juice, sugar syrup, blah, blah, blah. And then you get a, a, a Zoom link to uh, for Black Tears, for example. It's the brand ambassador in Cuba. Um, who from Cuba will talk you through how to make um, a Cuban mojito. Uh, and then there'll be another guy in, uh, where's the other guy? Amsterdam, uh, bar in Amsterdam. Oh, Barcelona, sorry, guy in Barcelona. Uh, he's going to show you how to make a drink. And then there's a guy in Paris, he's going to show you. So, you know, they're bringing together, you know, this is it's mega. The tickets are like 50 quid. Yeah, so extremely good value for money, especially given the insight and information from these people you just would never have access to. It's quite nice as well, isn't it? Because like you said, you know, you as a consumer, you're not having to travel to a place, be surrounded by loads and loads of people. You kind of get to do it from the comfort of your own home, but you still get in the experience and diversity as if you were walking around one of these places and just like sampling stuff and checking out different stalls and whatnot. You're getting quite a more. nice idea. Yeah, you're getting more because as a, as a presenter you're not being disrupted. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So you can spend time talking to people without being, you know, people you know, dressed as pirates trying to drag rum out of your hands. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so, but no, it's, it's an interesting format. And we'll see do you how think it goes. it's, yeah, do you think it's something that's going to kind of like carry over? Like, do you reckon some people now, like I imagine in, in the normal kind of nine to five world, I imagine a lot of office jobs they're going to long-term change up the way in which they do things. I guess some people have seen now that there's not a necessity to have to travel to a place five days a week, for example, and be sat in a physical office. If you, if you realize you might only have to pop in once or twice, then you can do the rest from home. It might sort of like change the way in which people work. Do you think that this might have been a little bit of a game changer for the industry in terms of, yeah, you know, like tastings, do you reckon there'll be more people now doing kind of like online interactive offerings you know i think it's something yeah. that would work for us to, to a large extent um obviously i'm sure you've got to bypass a lot of technical glitches and it might not always go smoothly the first especially when you're talking about it on the volumes of people that are going to be you know attending this this european one i imagine there are some people behind the scenes kind of making sure that all that goes smoothly you know yes. there's no technical 100 percent uh, you yeah. know you yeah you're in the laps of the gods really in terms of technology and stuff but um you know it, it's it, it will continue, I think, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can't get away from the face-to-face, -face, you know, uh, craziness that a rum festival can give you, um, which is great fun. Um, but certainly in the, in the short run, where we're all as we are, then, yeah, you know, you, you know we've, we've, over the past few months, you know, we've done people's birthdays, we've done stag do's, um, you know, all these people that have looked for something different to do. You know, we've had corporate companies looking mm. to entertain clients and, you know, all sorts of things. Um, and I do think it'll, it'll, it'll carry on for a while. Yeah. And it, it's nice just to see that there's still the interest there as well, you know. Like, I guess that certainly in, in, in my time in hospitality, if at certain points someone had said to me, you know, you, there might be a time period where you've got to cope with not physically being in the space, I would have thought, well, that is what it's all about. And, of course, it is still a large part of it. But the fact that, bars and restaurants not being open still hasn't dissuaded people from buying these products and tasting them and talking about them online and getting involved. It's quite, uh, it's quite an encouraging thing from obviously someone that's in a position where I'm hoping once we reopen, you know, people are still going to want to come in uh, and, and people are still going to yeah. want to be drinking rum and drinking spirits and just being interested, you know? Um, I don't think there's as big a hurdle that the industry will have had before, right? Is this whole kind of just worldwide blanket shut down and stuff. So I think if we can get through this and still have people on board and entertained and in intrigued and involved, then uh, hopefully it's a positive sign for things to come. Yeah, and it, and it is. Um, I think, you know, again, you know, we've all sort of appreciated more, you know, key workers and stuff like that. And we've all appreciated more the fact that, 
if I want to go for a beer, I want to go for a beer. Now, when that's taken away from you, it's like, well, hang on a minute, right? And that's the thing. Like, when it's now given, us, given back to us, I do think people will, will absolutely pick that up and, and relish it, do you know what I mean? Um, yes, it's going to be different. Of course, it's going to be different. Life is going to be different. Um, but as long as we're all sensible and we can sort of get on with it in the right way, there's no reason why we can't all go back out and enjoy a couple of drinks with our friends and, you know, on a, on a Saturday afternoon or, you know, Monday lunchtime, whatever. Uh, whenever people want to have a beer or a couple of cocktails or some rums and stuff, you know. Um, but I do think, you know, I do think people are ready to, to go visit their bars again. And I've started to see it already on social media, bar owners, bartenders, posting pictures of them cleaning and getting ready and rearranging tables and stuff. So, you know, they're getting ready for it. I think there's a good buzz coming. We just need not to mess it all up by, you know, people getting hammered and all over each other and then just, you know, it's, um, yeah, as long as we're careful and responsible with it, I think it'll be all good. Yeah. And and for you personally, kind of like work-wise going forward, is there anything you're really looking to do within your current role? Is there anywhere you're hoping in particular it's going to take you? Because obviously, like, you've only been in your current position, it's not been too long, has it? So like where are you wanting to kind of go from here? Are you, are you hoping that more um, products will come along that you can kind of take under your wing and get out there and promote? Or are you just going to focus on these few for a little bit and really try and get them out there and see how they, they take off? Yeah, Priority Number One is, is Black Tears. Uh, obviously, that's our, that's our fourth running brand. Um, we, yeah, you're right, in December when I started, so we're still early in in our relationship and that's certainly been pushed back even further in terms of development because of where we all are so um like i say there is an element of picking up where we left off um priority number one get black tears out there um that's the brand that we're going to be focusing on we've got la progressiva as well which is a premium end um so that's great traction to be fair online and stuff in in off sales which is brilliant um there were there were talks of an eight year coming as well, a true Cuban eight coming um, by Q four. That's probably going to be now next year. Um, so yeah, I mean it's hard to say. Obviously, we've, we've, we're at the very beginning of of the Black Tears journey in in the UK. Um, it's it's going well. It was going better, um, but going well. Um, so we've still got a lot of work to do. Uh, and obviously, yeah, just spread the love and, and educate people more now on not just the brand, but on the on the spice room category, but the greater room category at the same time. That's that's always the plan, no matter what brand um, I'm employed by or which company I'm employed by. I think it's almost still more important to educate people more on the category uh, yeah. and, the, and the diversity of that. We're a part of it. So if people's education and people's consumption grows, we grow with it. Yeah, I think it's something we touched on before, but I think it will be important going forward. Um, just like everyone's pushing for, you know, transparency and honesty in the rum category as a whole. I think as a subset, spice rum is a category where, yeah, you know, some people have been dismissive of it and there's been elements um, of it that they've been kind of, it's right to do so to a certain extent. You know, some people have been annoyed about certain practices and whatnot, but as again, we said before, there are certain things out there available on the market that are quite good representations of that category, you know, and they, they are um, following the correct practices and procedures and producing a spirit that is good quality and is worthy of some recognition. And yeah, just like people fighting for the category as a whole, I don't see any reason why people can't fight for that subcategory of spice rum. And again, make that same push for transparency and quality control and, and, and variation as well, you know, and creativity. Um, I forgot to ask before, is um, Black Tears only available in the UK and in Cuba or is it available in other countries as well? No, it's, it's in other countries. However, it's not available in Cuba. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's not available in Cuba. Okay. No, okay. not yet. It launches, again, the, the, the planned launch for Cuba is now October or November, I think. It's been pushed okay. back. Um, so it launched outside of, of Cuba first. Uh, so it's not actually available there yet. Um, they're doing a lot of promotional events and a lot of marketing activity to get the brand awareness up. They can't mm. sell it, but they can give it away. Um, so again, before lockdown, because they've had it as well, and uh, the distillery had to shut and stuff like that. So 
yeah, they were doing a lot out there. But yeah, distribution is really strong um, all over Europe. Um, obviously, not America, um, but yeah, Australia and Asia as well. Oh, wow. um, so yeah, it's gone well. You know, it's been in Asia for a little over a year. Um, but yeah, for the UK officially was the the official outing was probably. Uh, Rumfest last year actually in London so sort of October time last year that was the official sort of uh, big uh, launch if you like for it so it's, yeah. it's still new it's still really really new um, the, the plus point is the quality of the liquid you know spice rum drinkers or non-spice rum drinkers they, they appreciate it and they enjoy it uh, be it neat or, or as a cocktail so um, you know there's some serious rum, rum people out there that I know have got a bottle you know, they've told me, uh, you know, bought a bottle of Black Tears. It's, it's good because it is so low in sugar and so low in additives and the rum is still very, very good. It works for them, which is brilliant. Yeah, it certainly, it seems like it would tick some of the boxes for people that might be adverse to trying the, the run-of-the-mill spiced rum. You know, I'm sure there are people out there that if they hear it's so low in sugar content, if they hear that all the flavourings are natural, I think that that at least um, quashes some scepticism that people would have about, you know, quality and, and legitimacy within the, within the category. Sets the scene as well of like what you're going to get, you know, if you, if you're looking at a bottle that's a ridiculous color and, you know, I don't know, there's, there's certainly nothing natural about it whatsoever. Then you kind of get an idea of what it's going to taste like. Right. Um, yeah. You have it explained to you about the quality of its production and the quality of the ingredients that you use, et cetera. Then, you know, again, you kind of get a picture in your head um, or a taste in your, in your mouth before you even actually taste it in, in physically. Um, but again, that, that's down to myself and, and people like me that do my job to make sure we, we give people the right information in the right way and leave them to make their own assumptions, you know. Mm. We, can't, we can't force it down people's throats, sadly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, um, but, no, we wouldn't do that anyway. Um, but, um, but, yeah, you know, we're not again we're not out to please everyone um but we are out to prove that making a spice rum can be a high you know can be of a high quality product mm, mm. and it is yeah you know. i think it's kind of good like you said for kind of the category as a whole really to kind of have these products out there that are are being transparent and are kind of trying to change people's perceptions of it as like a whole yeah you know I think it's uh, it's really important to kind of have things like that. Otherwise, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, have a lot of uneducated uh, rum drinkers drinking what were we talking about before? Copperberg <laughs> cherry rum, <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, yeah. So again, you know, it doesn't matter what, what brand it is, and you know, people produce advertising leaflets or magazine adverts and stuff like that, and they only say certain things on it because it's a sales tool. Right? It's not an educational tool, it's a sales tool. Um, uh, but uh, quite often with, with certain brands, those sales tools are not backed up by any form of educational tools. It's got rum in it, it tastes like this and it looks like that. Drink it. That's about it, right? And, and that, that's, that's, yeah, that, that's, not, that's not the way the category is going to grow. Um, you know, Jack, you mentioned earlier about jumping on the bandwagon and making a lot of money. That to me kind of, there's a lot of people that are starting to do that, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think if there's people not setting the standards to a certain extent, or you've not got some figureheads out there that are trying to steer the ship in a positive direction, it can just go off in a million different million different ways, can it? And, um, but it will. Yeah. It will do that. And, you know, to be fair, man, you can put in as many standards and as many things as you want. Someone wants to bring out a, an inferior cheap as in production and cheap financially product nothing you can do to stop that you know you know there's been a brand uh, over lockdown doing three bottles for 45 quid and a bulk lot right so you have to buy you have to buy all three it's 45 quid now they've cleaned up they've absolutely cleaned up right it's certainly in the spice room world um <laughs> Three bottles, fifteen quid a bottle, beauty delivered to your door. Yeah. Oh, have you got um, have you got anything you uh, wanted to ask us at all, Peter? Uh, I think from that, uh, no. thank you. Shoot the door again. Thank you. <laughs> 
no, I think from I think from our side, really, it's more about the plans of the industry and you know what 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 do you what are your thoughts? You've got more insight into um, the industry side of it than, than I do, obviously, because I'm from a brand or a, a, an import distributor point of view. Whereas you guys are from a from the from the on trade side of it. I mean, other than what we see on the news or you know our illustrious leader when he tells us what's going on um you know are you is it is there anything that you're really sort of having to plan for that you didn't expect or is the things that you thought the other way around things that you don't have to do that you thought you might have to mm. um i think we're just in a bit of a mode at the moment where we don't <laughs> we don't want to even try and <laughs> estimate or guesstimate <laughs> what's going to go on because so much craziness has already happened that it's it's very difficult to plan um of course the kind of there's some information now coming out about the general practices and rules and regulations we're going to have to follow um it's one of those it's like with anything isn't it if you, there's a bunch of you sat around the table discussing an idea you know there's certain things on the face of it it's, yeah great we can do this we can do that no problem but it's actually only once you start getting into the weeds with it and fig hashing out practicalities of what actually works and what doesn't and of course there's certain things we're going to have to stick to really rigidly but they are going to affect service no doubt and uh and things like that i I just think until we get into the swing of it and we see we see how everyone's dealing with it as a whole uh, um you know we just try and test a few different things and see what works we don't really know what's what's going to happen yeah and that's Um, it it's gonna be a massive trial and error isn't it and like you know you open your doors in a new setup, because obviously tables and chairs are allowed to have been moved and this is allowed to have been moved and you can do this and that. When you open your doors one day, it may not work. So you've got to close it again and rejig it. And so it could be a ma- every day, it could be, you know, for a while, it could be very, very different, right? Yeah, I think, oh, it, I think it might be the final nail in the coffin for the kind of type of bartender that can entertain a station, like in front, like people, like multiple people in front of them. Like, I, I think everyone's going to be very out of practice at doing that. And if it comes back anytime soon, I think people are going to be very rusty uh, dealing with a lot of customers in front of them, I think. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of, um, almost like a service bartender, right? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You get an order, you make the order and it leaves. You know, it's, it's not a, you, you're like a service station rather than a, a bar bartender. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. going to be... definitely... Like, it's definitely something that we've said to other people before that we've had on and, and spoke about, you know, similar topics with changes, both myself and Andy, big part of um, our take on training people and also what we enjoy ourselves within the job role is the kind of educational uh, socializing side of it. So we, cause we've got so many rooms in smugglers alongside a lot of other, you know, variations of spirits we really like to be able to offer up choice and be educated enough to to really kind of steer people in the right direction. And that whole element of, of it is just kind of completely gone. As you say, it's going to be as simple as you get a check through, you make the drinks, you put them in a designated area, and then you walk away and that's it. No talking, um, you know, no or certainly less opportunities to interact with customers so i think in the long term if this is going to go on for a while we might have to figure out more inventive and innovative ways to sort of like um interact with customers and keep them interested you know i me personally part of my experience when going out for a drink is the it's the ambience it's the environment and the service and basically all of that's going to be stripped away. There's not really going to be an atmosphere as much because there's going to be way less people in there. Service, you know, the drink's just going to show up to your table with minimal interaction. Um, I don't personally see that as a very attractive long-term prospect for the, for the industry, you know, like it, it, sure, of course, you know, when July 4th rolls around, (laughs) I'm sure I'm going to be going somewhere for a pint. I can't wait just to have a pint in my hands, you know, it'll feel so right. Um, but, you know, in the coming months, if it gets into August, September, and we're still having to go into places where there's perfect perfect screens up everywhere, whatever they're called, and, uh, you know, you can't talk to anyone. It just uh, it gets to that point where you think, I might as well just get some, some ingredients in and make stuff at home, especially if on top of that, there's the likes of yourself that are on a Friday night running, you know, interesting videos where it's like people making cocktails, you know, alongside each other and things like that. It, 
it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It's, we're just going to have to wait and see, I think. And that, that like we said it earlier, you can't plan. You just got to wait. You've got to wait, see, do it, maybe reevaluate and try again. You can't go, right, on this date, we're going to do this. And from that day, we're going to do this. And that's going to work like this. Because as soon as you open your doors and people come in, and, you know, hospitality is social distancing and, you know, you have a few drinks, it's going to be really hard to, like, especially, like, you mate, you've had a few drinks, your mate walks in, fella, woo, woo, hang on, you know, yeah, who, who's going to be the one that steps in, but like, excuse me, yeah. you're less than a metre apart, go on, you know, it's <laughs> so hard, like, to, to do that, it's bad enough anyway, do you know what I mean, but, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting, I think, I do think there are so many people ready, as you've just said, to walk in, pick up a proper beer or you know whatever in a proper pub and even if they just shout hello to the mate across there or whatever I think and I, I'm one of them do you know what I mean absolutely um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to just a fresh crisp proper cold pint do you know what I mean um, and I can't wait for that um, I am also interested I was nearly said looking forward that's really not the right term for it but interested the how places are going to look and feel mm. and, and you know I think again a lot of people may be going in with this doom and gloomy oh it's going to be awful and uh, um, I think with one metre distancing you can forget that because it's, it's never going to happen right at two metres people might have been a metre right <laughs> because you know no one's got the real sort of gauge of the um now it's only one meter you can forget that it's it's going to be shoulder to shoulder or it's going to be you know stood face to face having a chat and a catch-up right what we've been doing for the last few months um so it'll be interesting to see how how people are in that environment mm, yeah <laughs> one thing it made me realize as well i i never really realized the fragility of or how close to the bone so many different places are when it comes to earning money and, and keeping the head above water, you know, there's so many bars out there. Like obviously I had so much free time listening to a lot of podcasts and people discussing stuff, everything from bartenders to bar owners. And there are so many people, even from like really reputable, well-established bars, you know, bars that are known worldwide. Um, all it takes is them to be out the running for a couple of months uh, and it's almost game over, you know, like, the pinnacle for someone like myself would be to like one day, you know, maybe have your own buy, but your own space, you can have your own take on it, you know, and just be fully in control. It sounds like a great prospect, of course, but you know, there are certain places that you just expect them to just be generating so much money all the time. And you think to yourself, Oh, you know, obviously it's a little bit of a slump and whatever it sucks, but they'll be able to get back on their feet. But obviously profit margins run so thin and it doesn't matter how good you reputation is or how many kind of like regulars you've got or whatever like a few months and it's just almost is enough to wipe so many people out there's there's been very few people or places i've heard of that have been unfazed by this almost you know everyone's really really taken a massive hit so i'm just hoping that as well as seeing what places look like when we do get back to it i'm hoping that a lot of the places that we've liked and enjoyed are actually still even there it might not be you know, the next couple of months there might still be things, but I, it's it's the ongoing impact of this thing, isn't it? It's come the latter part of the year. It's next year. Once like this furloughing's not in place anymore, and there's less government um, help and whatnot. You know, who's to say what the long long-standing impacts of this thing will be? And the knock-on is is going to be huge. The knock-on is going to be huge, man. Um, and you know, again, what you've just said and what we said earlier. You know, the smaller independent bars just ain't going to make it. And, uh, do you know, even out of the our industry, small independent shops, they're not going to make it. You know, they, they fly by the seat of their pants anyway. You know, they don't have money in the bank to sustain their business for three, four, five months. Mm. Right? They don't do it. You know, they might have enough to pay next month's bills or last month's bills or, you know, whatever. They don't sit there and go, right, I need to have enough money in my business bank account to sustain my business for five to six, for six months of the year. Because you don't plan when you're setting a business up to not be doing anything for six months of the year. Mm. The cash in the bank isn't, isn't really there to sustain you. Um, 
so yeah, what can you do? You know, you might get you know rent subsidiaries or furlough or blah blah blah. But you know, you still when you reopen, you know, you landlords will be wanting rent, and you did you pay that last invoice for your for your last delivery? Well, that's going to be still sat there waiting. Um, you know, your gas, water, electric, phone, internet, blah blah blah. blah. All these bills are still going to be there. Yeah, because everyone for sure once we get back into the swing of it everyone is going to come back out of the woodwork and chomping at the bit to get, you know, yeah, as you say, to get paid back stuff that's owed, you know, prior bills or this thing. Because everyone's in the same boat, aren't they, really? Um, everyone's in the same boat. It's one big vicious cycle. I'm just hoping that, um, yeah, enough people manage to manage to come away from it unscathed in the long term. Uh, same with, you know what, same with staff as well. Um being the manager of the bar and smugglers, obviously, I've been quite concerned as to people's well-being in this. The furloughing did take a massive weight off, of course, but you know, I'm sure there'll be a lot of bars where people decide not to go back. They'll have maybe taken up another job or have just found something else to do in this time. Some people it might have really put them off the prospect because, again, it it just really highlights the fragility of the situation that you're in, doesn't it? Um, if you suddenly realise there's a chance where some, you, you know, your job might not be deemed as being something that's like um, like a key thing to do and it's first on the chopping block when it comes to jobs being lost and such. Like people might think, you know what, I should really invest my time and energy into doing something else and it'd be a shame because I'm sure there's a lot of talent, talented people that have maybe just got into the industry or just started getting more and more entrenched in certain things Then all of a sudden this just comes and pulls the rug from under the feet and it's like, I'm sure a lot of people will be Think you know, sitting on the fence a bit about whether they want to go back. Um, that man, like you know, I, I left a 14 year career, I've been with the same company for 14 years to start with this company in December. When all this went off, you know, my probation was a six month probation period. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not kidding, man. I've I, many conversations in our house about what if, you know, um, and for, for many, many, many weeks, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, it's a new product. Massively concentrating on the on trade, um, you know. I didn't know if they were going to say, you know, "Let's just let's shelve this for a bit." I had no idea. Um, and we were very fortunate that you know, I think it was about four or five weeks in, um, we had a, a, a call with the Island Rum Company, and they were saying, "Look, you know, everyone on this call on the Zoom, uh, you know, everyone on this on this screen now is we're going to do what we can, and we'll, we'll still support you. You, um, you know, you're not losing your job or whatever." So. You know, we were very lucky at that. Um, but, you know, yeah, it was worrying for, for me for a while. And, and and if it does come back and the on-trades, you know, on and off and on and off and in and off, I don't know. I don't know if, if myself and other people like me, if brands are going to be there to invest in us mm. moving forward, you know. It's, do, they, do they invest in a person? Do they invest in the venues? Do they invest in, I don't know, it's, do they, it's, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty for, for so many aspects of, of the industry. Um, but, you know, until then, it's, it's head down and do what we can and, and just be as, as supportive of, of, for my brand and for, for the people that are stocking my products uh, as much as possible and, and, and just do the best we can, really. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, certainly in Liverpool, it's a very close-knit hospitality scene. I'm sure in the likes of Leeds or Manchester, it's the same deal. But I think that this is kind of countrywide, even internationally, there is that kind of sense of camaraderie. There are so many people in the same boat. You know, you've gone from doing a really, really sociable job to just being shut away. I'm sure a lot of people have felt the sting of it in a lot of different ways. But now that even today, you know, with some announcements that have been made, as you said, you're seeing people on Facebook, um, and online, social media, Instagram, whatever, um, you know, posting up, we're back, you know, we're getting back on the horse. Um, can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks. You know, people are already firing up the engines again and getting ready to go. So Brilliant. I'm hoping that, I'm ho yeah, I'm hoping that that kind of mentality will, you know, carry over and we won't all be, you know, dog eats dog when we get back to them, hoping everyone's all in it together. Do you know what I mean? Supporting each other, whether it be brands, um, bartenders and venues and stuff like that. I'm hoping that, yeah. I think it's definitely brought certain areas and certain people from, from different bars closer together in cities. Um, because obviously everyone was hit by it at the same time, you know, it's, it wasn't one area first or one street first or whatever. It was everybody, boom, overnight. Um, so it affected everybody at the same time in the same way. Um, and I think it has brought quite a lot 
and, and not even just within the same city, but in different cities as well, you know, the industry closer together and love, hate, you know, like, loathe, whatever. I think venue for venue now, it's a case of, yeah, do you know what? Let's, we, you feel each other's pain now rather than yeah. like, you know, this venue over here is going through a bit of a patch and oh, they're close to going under or it doesn't affect you because you're not connected to it. Whereas all of a sudden everyone was connected. So, you know, I think it has brought a lot of people closer together and I think that will, I think that will transcend all of this. I think that will carry on. And I hope, you're right, I hope it carries on for, for a very, very, very long time. Of course people will go back to their own little parochial, you know, uh, venue hats. Um, of course they will, because that's their jobs, right? Um, but, you know, on a day off, on a night out or whatever, being a bit more mindful of like where to go, who to see and, you know, just, just sharing the love a little bit more. I'm pretty sure that will that'll, that'll happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's a, a little positive note to end on, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> we, need, we need it all, any we can get, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so, obviously, everyone can follow us on Just Run With It on Instagram. Uh, I'm assuming, Peter, you have Black Tears on Instagram? Yeah, it's uh, at Black Tears Human Spiced, uh, all one yeah. word, and it's the official one. There's the UK one as well, but most of the stuff goes on to the official one. So, And uh, I'm at Pete Patini. Thank you. Nice. And probably yeah. give Skylark a follow as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, Skylark, you can have a look at their entire portfolio and stuff on there, which is wicked. Um, and for the European rum tasting thing, where the, the next big European event thing is under, and that's under rum cask events. Um, so, yeah, tickets go on sale in a couple of weeks, I think. So there's only 40, 400, 420 tickets. Wow. That's it. Oh, yeah, it's a blessing. But they have to dram everything down, so they get full size bottles and they they decant everything. Wow! Right, wow. so then so you get like twenty six, twenty eight different sample bottles. Jeez. All of them, I think, are like fifty mil, and they've and that so they're decanting everybody's down. Honestly, <laughs> like, man, that's a that's a tough gig. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good job we've all got some spare time on our hands. Uh, <laughs> no, but it smells real good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, bless him so but yeah it's worth looking out for absolutely yeah and uh, I guess we'll see everyone next time awesome well thanks for your time gents good luck with the reopening and uh, yeah I hope, uh, hope it's how you want it to be yeah cheers appreciate it thank I'll you book an appointment to come and see you <laughs> oh for sure specific time slot get in out <laughs> brilliant cheers Jack.